The Heather McCoy Show. That's right. This is the Heather McCoy Show. That was Maya from uh, her album uh, Esfera and a song called Country of the Future on the Heather McCoy Show. Um, so basically, uh, the news this morning is kind of uh, not very much, actually. But the int- one of the funnier stories that came out this week, uh, apparently, as you watch the debates tonight, uh, keep in mind that... Gene Simmons from KISS doesn't think Obama's a good president. So knowing Gene Simmons and his, you know, sexist and retarded viewpoints in life, uh, the reasons why behind this, uh, the story doesn't really say because it's a it's a side story about some rock and roll fantasy camp in Vegas that sounds utterly pathetic. Uh, but uh, he is a he doesn't think Obama will do a good job, and he I think is voting for Romney. So. That does not surprise me too much. Like, Kiss is one of those bands that they've hoard themselves so hard and so just like obnoxiously. They've got the Kiss like debit card and the Kiss this and the Kiss. They've branded themselves so hard that I don't know. I don't really honestly know how many Kiss fans there really are left anymore. Um, I will say, aside from Gene Simmons' personal beliefs about women and all sorts of things, uh, he he he's a good actor. He did an awesome um little cameo in Extract which is Mike Judge's newer film with uh uh oh well, god I, um I forgot the the actors names that are I think Milka Mila Kunis is in it and somebody else and Jason Bateman that's it and uh that's a very funny movie and and um Gene Simmons does an awesome little cameo as a lawyer that uh, wants you to kick him in the balls or something. So, anyways, he, uh, so that was that. So yeah. So I don't know. As you're watching that, just keep in mind that Romney or uh, Gene Simmons, the awful Gene Simmons, wants Romney to win. Um, and I'm sure the town hall format is going to be scripted questions. Uh, again, debates don't let in people that don't. This year, according to Jill Stein, uh, Green Party candidate, you have to be polling at 12 percent to do uh, to be in the debate, and that's a completely arbitrary numbers made up by the Democrats and the Republicans to keep their people party people out. I guess it's at 12 percent because they know Ron Paul has run with his base, and so um, I'm sure like when they Nader ran in 2000 in the year 2000, it was at 8 percent, and the 8 percent was achievable, and I'm sure Ron Paul probably does have the 8 percent, and so like oh we need to kick that higher. Because even though there's parts of Ron Paul's pl- platform I don't agree with, uh, he would be a great addition to the debates. Um, he would say things about foreign policy that neither candidate would want to say. He would say things about the drug war that anything, no candidate would want to say. So it would actually it would actually add substance to kind of a substance campaign, and that would be awesome. Um, one of the things I don't understand about this country right now, at least is I don't understand why in the age of the internet and information is available everywhere and no side seems to be happy with their particular candidate. Or maybe that's just me because I hang out with the more uh, liberal of the Democrats and more progressive of the Democrats and not so much the blue dogs. Um, may, but it doesn't, you know, why not research a third option and then just everybody kind of research it at the same time and not really know that they're researching it at the right you know, it's just like I don't understand why people know things are bad. They've there's different reasons for it, and I don't see why just both sides of the part, you know, the aisle just apart from both parties and just go libertarian and the other side go green. I don't honestly understand why that doesn't happen. Um, maybe it's a propaganda machine with MSNBC and Fox. 
I hate to call him MSNBC a propaganda machine because back in the Keith Olbermann days, his show at least, you know, he would actually talk policy and and stuff. But um, I saw it last night, and it was just mind-numbing. I mean, it was just I wanted the I wanted it to end so fast. Um, especially the Ed show. I cannot stand Ed Schultz. He's like a big piece of crap that talks. He's like Huel Hauser. He's like Huel Hauser's dark side, basically. Um, and he was a Republican, and he, he'll do and say anything to get in front of a camera. He's that kind of media professional, whereas I have some standards, and there's things I won't do, because when I go behind the microphone at KUCI, I don't want to say anything that's embarrassing or something that I'm ashamed of after I leave. So th- th- that's the difference between Ed and I. He's completely shameless. Um so yeah, that's it. And then the the focus that the the, the MSNBC had last night was, uh, I guess it's infamous at this point. But um, Congressman Paul Ryan visited a soup kitchen in his hometown of Youngstown, Ohio, and uh, no one was there. There are some homeless people, quote unquote, that Ryan talked to privately and wouldn't let the press near. So. Imagine Bobby Kennedy doing that during his rural trip to the South. Nobody was in the depleted areas, and the uh, poor people, he wouldn't let the press talk to him. Obviously, he doesn't know how to create a genuine media moment. He doesn't know how to actually be genuine. He's just some kind of Eddie Monster freak. And uh, so, yeah, he no one was really there, and he did dishes. that he The way he scrubbed dishes was freaking hilarious. Uh, as somebody that's poor and has had to do a lot of different side jobs. I've watched dishes at Anaheim Convention Center and that's not the way you scrub an industrial sized dish. It was hilarious. And uh, they were clean already. You, most of the time when you do industrial bakery stuff uh, you can't really control the heat temperatures, especially on, on something like, like a soup kitchen. And so some of the stuff some of the material is caked on there. I mean, really caked on there. And so you have to move on to the next tray and just let that one soak in the hot water until you could actually scrub it clean. And to see how clean those things were as he was scrubbing it and how he gingerly rubbed it. You know, if he did that for a living, someone would scream, you know, hey, you speed up. And so anyways, it is a, it is a funny moment. And it is somebody, you know, it, it is a media moment that went awkward that was supposed to say, look, we care about four people despite the fact we want to cut all of the services to them. But at the same time, uh, so it is. It's 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 an, it's an, it's in between the line of trivial and not trivial. And I kind of tend towards since it is something that was a publicity stunt to start with. To me, it turns more towards the, the trivial. But at this point, um, some of their policies have been so far discussed, and some of the Romney Ryan policies have uh, been shady. They don't talk about what they're going to do with their tax plan. So it's really hard to critique, do any further critique of them because um, there's really no, no more critique because they keep everything private. They'll go, oh, we'll come up with that with the Congress. We'll compromise with the Congress. And then the stuff you do know, it's horrible. So the stuff you do know, you criticize over and over again. And this is a, you have to fit a 25-hour news cycle. So I understand the problem. But at the same time, it's just mind-numbing to watch as a viewer. Um, so... Anyways, that that was the big news story last night. Apparently, to the MSNBC, it's not so much that people have nothing to eat. It was because it was how awkward that moment was and what it means for his campaign. Blah 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 blah. So uh, I yeah, it, I think what was really awesome was the 
Cole Berryport had uh, a book author about, uh, he, he wrote a book about uh, General Eisenhower, President Eisenhower later on. And, uh, and there is a difference. Uh, we don't have militaries being our military leaders being our president unless they're elected by the citizenry. Ah, Glenn Beck. <clears throat> um, anyways, he was saying, Stephen asked him a very poignant question, which uh, between Romney and uh, Romney and, and Obama, which one reminds you of General Eisenhower or President Eisenhower? Because the president, it was, the book was about his presidential years mostly. And uh, he goes, neither. And that is so true. Uh, Obama doesn't seem to want to do more infrastructure projects. He just wants to give stimulus money in the form of tax credits and stuff, and that's lame. So, anyways, the presidential debate is town hall where no one has a genuine question that will stump anybody. So, it's you know, you hear you get your pre-approved question, and and there's no follow-ups either. Um, I don't know if you know this about radio, but some of the people I have on this show, particularly, they want their questions laid out for them, which is great. You know, you want to see what's coming just so you don't have a moment that I, like I caught Neil with uh, Bill Foster uh, when he's he up for re-election. But that at the same time is you don't have really a spontaneous response. So the, the key to this is a follow-up or an event that actually um, just happened. So um, you can legitimately say, well, this just happened and it didn't include in my notes. So I, I, there's no real way around getting around the ta town hall format. So that's unfortunate. So anyways... Uh, and then I guess the other news real fast is uh, Larry Aragon, and I'm probably going to have to get an interview. I really should keep up with his work because Scott, our Scott Moxley does a great report, job reporting at the OC Weekly. Apparently Larry Aragon set up a, a tool to knock down as his Republican opponent, and uh, he's so good at this. I don't know why he doesn't become a Republican because they're really good at voter suppression and fraud. But he's a Democrat, so he's one of those outliers that are just so, oh, God, he's horrible. Yeah, I like how he's a little alleged Democrat and an environmentalist. As Irvine keeps building and building and building, and he can't seem to hold Irvine Company in check. You know, it's like you can have a green space initiative where, you know, you just have, you know, you keep the land you know, unused. I can't believe that the land by what is now Verizon Amphitheater is now houses. That was a shocker. So, oh, Lord. So, yeah, politics is really depressing. So we're going to come back after the song with a report from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest with Robert Larson. He's going to be joining us via Skype, so if there's any weird sound issues, which there shouldn't be, this is the Heather McCoy Show.